All right. So welcome to this week's episode of the Stove Monkey Studio podcast show. I am your host, Chef Monkey. Uh, special thank you to all of our followers, listeners, fans, sponsors. Uh, today is an incredible day for us. We are uh, more than welcome to have the 2017 gold medalist for the Focus Dior with us. Um, without further ado, we have our man, Harrison Tyrone. Uh, how's it going, Harrison? Good. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, so for those who don't know you, uh, you're an Omaha native, right? You're, uh, definitely deep in the fitness scene, but what is another way someone might recognize you, you think? Um, <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. So, uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us about, you know, your experience and, uh, your, your recent accomplishment. Okay, so back in 2017, um, for the United States, me and Chef Matthew Peters had happened to take home the gold first time ever in the Bocuse Store history, which is a competition that Paul Bocuse had created to bring more international attention and bring chefs together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, that's fucking incredible, obviously, man. So let's let's start like about kind of like where you grew up, where you're from. Uh, it says you're from Omaha. So were you born and raised there? Yep. So I was born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. It's kind of, I call it a little big city. So it's a good old Midwestern city. Um, with all the city amenities, I mean, anything you could think of, but within 30 minutes, drive you're out in a cornfield somewhere mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so is there like a a big food scene out there i mean what how how at that age are you so in tune with culinary arts were you taking it in school i was taking some classes in high school some dual enrollment classes uh -huh. through uh our community college here but i guess where it really started I cooked a lot with my grandparents growing up, uh -huh. but so I kind of had a background. I knew how to season. I had a decent palate as a young kid, and I was 15. I I just really needed a job and some money so I could get some clothes and meet what's some. Your, what's your background? Like, where are your grandparents from? Uh, on my father's side, they're all, or sorry, on my mother's side, they're all farmers from Iowa. And then my father's side, they migrated from Sicily. Okay. So you got some Italian roots and some farmers. Yeah. Nice, man. Cool. So that, that was cool because I saw two different aspects of food, like from different cultural experiences where my grandmother, on my mom's side, the farmers, they would make meatloaf and blueberry pie. And then on the other side, you know, she was making pastas and cannolis and Wow, yeah, that's unique. Have you uh, have you ever been to Italy? Yeah. Nice. So I actually, after the competition, we went to Palermo, Sicily, and actually met some of my family that still lives out there for the first time. So that was a a really cool experience being mm -hmm. able to see that and just kind of like share where I was at in my life and just after winning that. So they were probably pretty excited to 
meet me as well. Have you done much traveling before the competition? Or was uh, culinary pretty much what gave you your whole... Yeah, so cooking gave... Yeah, exactly. Cooking was my my uh, plane ticket pretty uh-huh. much to get get around places. So I moved from Omaha to San Francisco when I was 18. Um, happened to get into the French Laundry and everything just took off from there. As a, as a stage, I assume? Just kind of... <laughs> so it was kind of it was kind of crazy uh an extra like cleaning thomas keller's shoes like i mean how does that happen like <laughs> no, you know, no. i mean how do you just walk nobody just walks in there so uh, that's kind of what i did an ex-girlfriend told me i would never be able to work there um motivation so got you got right there moved out to san francisco where my brother luckily had been living there and they were at Adlib, which was a temporary pop-up restaurant mm-hmm. while the French Laundry's kitchen was being built. Mm-hmm. And one day, I just walked in, popped my head in. I was like, hey, I'm here from Nebraska. Can I stage for the day? And I just remember everybody's head popping up like, who the heck is this kid? Yeah, did you have an apron? Like, did you have chef knives and stuff? <laughs> yeah, I had brought um, everything I needed. Yeah, I know. Staged. And then at the end of the day, they offered me a job. So prior to going out there, while you're in high school, are you like reading cookbooks? How are you, how do you even have word like of this type of food? You know, like uh, what, what drew you in Uh, so young? I definitely was reading cookbooks. What, I guess, I don't know, what enticed me out there is the Chef Keller brings pretty heavy weight whenever you say his name. So a lot of people know who he is. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of grew up hearing about him and I always wanted to just learn from the best. And I figured that was where I should go. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I always knew I would want to work in a three Michelin star restaurant, specifically the French Laundry, but I never knew. Right exactly off that. how I was going to get there. I right never there. expected to get in there right away. Mm-hmm. So did you meet Thomas on the first day? Was it like, did he, did you get to see him or? I did not. I think I, I ended up meeting him uh, about a week or two later when I had returned. And at this point, are you a culinary school graduate or? No? I did not. I'm a culinary school dropout. Dude, that is unbelievable. That is, <laughs> I would have never guessed that shit, dude. Never would have guessed that. All right, so let's let's rewind back to uh, 2017, man. So people don't really understand that this is like the creme de la creme of cooking competition. This is more intense than the Culinary Olympics by a landslide, but what is it like or let's let's not even get there yet how the hell did you sign up for that and are you competing for that do you have to go through a series of competitions to get in there uh i and if you don't and if you can explain on what the mentor kbk or you know uh i know there's a foundation that kind of helps yep uh so 
when I was out in San Francisco, I had been reading about Chef Bill Tessier and Skylar Stover and how they mm -hmm. had miraculously just brought home the silver. Mm -hmm. And I kind of realized, I was like, wait, I'm still in the age bracket where I could compete in this myself. Mm -hmm. So I saw that before I even went and staged at the laundry. And then after I got offered the job at the laundry, they started saying, hey, how old are you? Like, and kind mm -hmm. of getting me involved in to everything. So then one day I met with uh, Phil Tessier and Skylar Stover. Sure. And so Skylar was competing in the Young Chefs competition. Mm-hmm. And so they got me involved there to kind of see how I worked, who I was, if I was going to be a good fit for yeah, competition. Cooking is not the same as cooking in a restaurant. It's a whole another kind of. Yeah, ball. it's a, it's a lot different. There's the, just the organization and there's paperwork and everything. Like most chefs are used to being in a restaurant and just kind of like throwing pans around and like. I did in 2013, I did like some stage years over at the Greenbrier when uh -huh. Rich Rosendale was training with Corey Siegel. Yeah, they and built that whole kitchen out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was there for the renovation of that and stuff. And that was my first introduction to the Bocuse Dior. And like just watching Richard Rosendale work, you're like, is this guy a staff sergeant or something? I mean, it's like, it's so particular as to where he sets down a spatula or where his tweezers are. And, you know, mm -hmm. his pin has a label that says pin on it. You know, it's like, yeah, it seems like you might want to put him into a mental hospital, but also it's, it's like, you know, uh, some Houdini stuff, you know? So, okay. So you're now thinking about entering this competition to, compete for the United States of America. Uh, yep. What was that first like competition like? Because you're still, you're competing against guys your age and stuff, you know? So like, did you like think of it like, do I'm about to blow these guys out of the water or were like, there was some real serious competition. Like you were pretty nervous. How did that go? I was still pretty nervous, but Skylar was a very, talented chef and the food mm -hmm. we had put up was like was very nice i think mm -hmm. it kind of surprised a lot of people that the technique and flavors mm -hmm. that we had presented at such a young age and so from there they moved me out to new york and i was going to compete for to see who competed for the united states mm -hmm. and that got a little insane. We were working 18 hour days, seven days a yeah, week. Man. Like, so once you're, you're set, you're the guy. I mean, now you're the guy for the United States of America. So like we had to compete for the United States before. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. 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 That makes sense. But so now it's a little differently. They're kind of evolving and getting better as the time goes um and men mentors huge we we could have never done what we did without them um just through money funding bringing in all these different chefs like when you do a tasting and daniel blue chef thomas keller jerome bocuse 
and all these other guys are sitting down and giving you opinions and helping you mm-hmm. tweet. That's that's something that Chef Rosendale never had. So sure, it's evolved uh, a lot. What is uh, Matthew Peters like? How was it working with him? Uh, he's he was amazing, man. I've learned so much. Um, I didn't really appreciate it until after it was all over, like what I was able to learn from him. I was essentially mm-hmm. getting paid to get a Harvard degree of the food industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember one day we had like some extra carrot puree or something. I don't know if you're familiar with the Alinea dessert where they like throw the splooshes all over the table. I don't know what happened, but he was teaching me all these different like puree techniques and how to plate. He was just throwing puree just like right down on the stainless table. And we're both just sitting there and like covering this whole table up. It was such a mess, but like it was, it was just, you know, that's kind of of those like, dude, you're, you're doing it. Like you're just, you're, you're such in the moment, man. Yeah. At, At what point during that experience, like I call it like my oh shit moment. Like, like you, like you said, you're sitting down there with all these chefs. Like, at what point were you like just kind of taking a step back and like, like man, I'm really doing this. Like, what at what point did that hit you? Like when you first got your chef coat, or like you know, like there's to be honest, be, there's not, a lot of those moments for you. I mean, yeah, there was definitely moments throughout. Like eating breakfast at Paul Bacuse's house or something like that. Like, yeah, it's got to be something on the, that you're just like, dude, what the heck, man? I was uh, on my 21st birthday. We, I think we were in New York. Yeah, no, we were definitely in New York. And we went out to breakfast. And Chef Keller bought me like a, a Mai Tai or some like <laughs> – drink right and nobody else is drinking but he bought it for me and I go to drink out of the straw and he looks at me and takes the straw out of my glass puts it down on the table and says chef don't ever drink out of the straw again so I was kind of (laughs) like that that was definitely one of those moments um and now every time I pick up a drink and has a straw in it I immediately take it out there you go (laughs) that's funny but I really didn't appreciate it until it was all over to be honest you're young man you're never had the time to like sit and like actually realize Mm -hmm. what i was yeah it's uh it's it's very incredible man uh and like back to getting ready for this competition um talk about like your duties and like what what it is that you're responsible for as a commie and mm-hmm. like as opposed to chef peter's roles and how y'all tie in together and play off each other okay so i guess as a commie the biggest thing is to take extra stress off of the chef you mm-hmm. know he needs to sit there and focus on creating and developing the food to where it needs to be so my role was kind of just help help him out wherever I could I would do some creative aspects but I was so young that that was kind of frustrating and sure. like, sure. I wanted to be able to bring 
stuff to the table, but I wasn't always able to because I wasn't that developed within the culinary scene. Sure. I mean, I would do, he would teach me how to do things, make chicken mousses or like turn artichokes. I used to make the pretzel twills. I would just kind of help assemble uh, the platter and cool. so he had time to do the more creative aspects mm. in developing. Um, what would you say, like, like your top restaurants would be as far as your dining experiences? Like now that you've, you know, been able to go fucking eat anywhere you can imagine, like where, Name a top three, and I know you're going to be kind of rude leaving people out, but that's fine. You can do that. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely I'm had doing a obligatory top five. The pleasure to obligatory have top many, five. many, many amazing meals. So there's definitely some that are up there that should be on the list, but we got to stop at three. You can do um, obligatory top five, and then one for full time sake. So six. I would say, per se, on my 21st birthday. Okay. Um, we had a tasting that day with all the chefs and they're critiquing our food. And at the end, Chef Keller was like, happy birthday. Would you like to sit down with us tonight? And there was like 30 of the best American chefs all sitting in the uh, PDR at Per Se. And I'm just like, whoa, like, <laughs> this is insane, you know? Yeah. It's not the conventional... 21 year old route of taking tequila shots I was in, yeah i was in vegas making bad mistakes so that's, <laughs> yeah that's exactly cool, 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 i was just like um so that is definitely up there um eating at paul bocuse was definitely up there i think we ate there two or three times um but that was amazing just the service of the old classic of bringing out like having an embassy and they cut it open table side present it having yeah. a cheese board they brought out cheese and desserts and took up like four tables and were like pick what you want and i'm just like whoa this is this and is awesome all imported from all over the country too huh? just from local farmers and just yeah I, did, there, I mean there were so many cheeses i don't remember where they're all from but I'm just, yeah i'm sure it was just bizarre and then i remember at uh aviary in new york city was also definitely up there i would had a friend who was the chef there at the time and he just blew us out of the water put us out by the window we're overlooking like central park and just blowing us up with crazy drinks and food and i had good company with me mm -hmm. so I, I guess the biggest thing through all my best dining experiences is the company that I'm with. Cause I've, I've eaten at a lot of very, very good restaurants, but by myself, it's just kind of, you still enjoy it and have appreciation for it, but it's not quite the same as going with people. You actually mm -hmm. about love. You can have conversations and it kind of pretty much all your friends foodies, or do you have any friends that you kind of hang out with and they still are just like, don't even know what you do. A lot, yeah, a lot of my friends really don't know or appreciate what I do. Some of them get into it because they kind of realize the magnitude of, like, what I had done. So, uh -huh. um, sl slowly coming, 
few of them. It's coming, dude. It's coming, man. It's coming. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see, dude. Yeah, I remember one time I – so my older brother, like, he's a good old Nebraska boy. Food is food, you know. It's mm-hmm. not – he calls it fancy food or like small plates, but we're in LA and we went to eat at this restaurant Melise in Santa Monica. And it was kind of like one of his, or no, it would have been his second fine dining because we ate at WD 50 back when that was in New York. And he's just like, he's so goofy. And I'm like over here kind of uptight in a suit and like Mm -hmm. trying to like be presentable like he belong there. And he's just, he wasn't being rude or anything. He's just having fun and doing his thing. But he like spilt like a drop of sauce on like the white tablecloth. And they came over and put a white sticker over the sauce. So none of the other diners could see it. And like every, we were just all messing with him for the rest of the night. We're like, you're a marked man. And like just kept <laughs> teasing him about it. So that was definitely a good experience. Nice. Uh, so now that you are, uh, in this position and you've, you know, lived a couple lifetimes, what are some, what's some advice you could give to, uh, I don't know, like a 14 year old kid who's cried on MasterChef twice. He doesn't think he's going to make it, you know, what would you, what would you tell him, you know, Hey, competition's not for you. Stick it out in restaurants or, uh, no, I'm just joking. Just a, any, any, you know, 14-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid, someone that's entering high school or maybe about to graduate. Yeah. Um, I'll just tell them, be patient, really. People used to tell me all the time, be patient, be patient, and I'd make me angry. Like, I don't want to be patient. I want it now. Yeah. But I didn't really, like, truly realize how important it is to be patient and not rush yourself you just go in put your head down work hard learn from every situation you're gonna have a lot of terrible situations where you go home and you're like crap like do I even want to go back to work tomorrow but you just keep your head down keep going back to work be patient um your your time will come Mm -hmm. let's talk about more like in your hometown like if there was a kid that walked up to where's like uh who are like the chefs in your town that got you know like like what's the food scene like in your town are there some nice culinary schools out there uh do you do you recommend culinary school straight out of high school i mean like when i graduated i was recommended to go try and find the best chef i can work for mm-hmm. work for three to five years if you still love it go to culinary school you know and I haven't been yet and I'm 25. So it's so far it's okay. But, uh, you know, do you, do you recommend that for Um, what in your hometown or like just try and go, go grind it out? You know, I guess it kind of depends on the route you want to take within your career. Mm -hmm. But if you want to own a restaurant or actually just be in like the restaurant industry, I would, skip culinary school it's expensive once you get out of school you're not making a ton of money you have to uh-huh. sit there pay back loans and you're not necessarily going to be any better or ahead sure. you, may, you, you may have better terminology and, and kind of an idea of what's going on but if you're 
a young kid just go wash dishes learn the terminology learn how a restaurant industry works how to move how to communicate with people and be patient and you'll slowly start to learn Mm-hmm. you don't know what a shift knot is i'm sure one day one of the cooks is going to be behind and is going to need help and as long as you're working hard and you're staying up on your duties like yeah he's going to pass some jobs off to you and then mm-hmm. now you just learned how to shift not to yeah, kind of a it's kind of a self-run you know like no one's going to read cookbooks for you no one's gonna yeah. you know just teach you how to do anything you, to, you just have to ask a ton of questions and work harder than everybody else and just get your head in there you see him doing something. What is that? How do you do that? Why do you do that? Mm-hmm. Why do you season it this way? Why do you boil it? Why do you sear it? Why do you use butter versus oil? Just like mm-hmm. any any question that may come to your head. It might even be a stupid question, but at least you'll learn from yeah, it. Yeah, at least it's a question. I get you. Yeah. So okay. I, <laughs> I would say just go straight to a restaurant and – Grind it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, man. I agree. Uh, well, dude, that's pretty much all I got for you, man. Uh, sorry I'm not the best at this. Oh, <laughs> uh, I appreciate you being on here, man. I want to kind of just hit you on, like, what you're working on, things you got going on. Uh, obviously, we're bunkered down, so yeah. – you're probably probably not the best time to open a restaurant right now, but I'm sure we could probably expect that from you maybe one day. Uh, just kind of maybe possibly. If I open a restaurant, I work and life balance has been huge for me. I love fitness. I love outdoors and traveling and doing other things. So mm-hmm. I guess my concept would to be open four days a week um, and just – super fine dining small when you're at work you just bust you grind and then you have your three days off and i would love to bring in chefs like do collaborations each month fly in maybe renee red zeppi mm-hmm. we do a collaboration dinner for a month and then get another chef in so you're always evolving and learning more but then you're also cooking doing what you love and you also have your life Mm-hmm. that you can enjoy on the outside i feel like when you're happiest and not just killing yourself every day is when you become the most creative and expand and grow the best do you uh do you currently do any like gardening or anything like that to kind of yeah i actually worked on the uh french laundry garden for a little bit and back home helping out with a couple of the like small little local would you want your restaurant to be more farm to table based you think no right now they're more like a just a community garden not there are definitely restaurant mm-hmm. i'm talking about your your future and oh is that what i would love to do yeah 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 exactly mm-hmm. want a, a garden definitely with on the site to where you can come in get um, some canapes, drink champagne, walk through the garden. Pretty similar to the French Laundry. Sure. And uh, in Omaha, you think? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. I don't, I don't know where I'm going yet, to be honest. Soon, but all right. Right, right now, my goal is just to 
travel the world and meet a bunch of people and get connected through food and enjoy life, learn. And I mean, I can take this to so many different avenues. Sure. And maybe one day when I open my restaurant up, I'd find some beautiful place in Sicily or something. I just don't ever want to leave. I open it up and make it happen. But until then, I think I'm just going to travel, enjoy life, keep learning about food, keep growing, making connections, friends, take a little piece of all the different culture and experiences with me each time and grow. Where's, uh, what, what would you say like your top three travel destinations are? Uh, definitely I put Leon Terrence up there. We're talking like vacation. Let's say you didn't have to go cook. You got to go and just take a week in each place. Where where you name it? Man, there's a lot of beautiful places. Tulum is amazing. Just the energy. It's like very calm, relaxed. Food is amazing. Um, I love Italy. Of like fam, not my actual family, but I've been to Italy several times. So I have like my family there now just friends and i'll go stay with for a couple weeks do truffle adventures cook dinners for people and sicily's beautiful i really liked amsterdam amsterdam was awesome too not even for a drug scene i'm just i think it was just very relaxed like comfortable people are happy and Mm -hmm. nice Spain's amazing. Trying to make my way over to Asia. I'm supposed to be in Southeast Asia right now, fighting Muay Thai and cooking food. But you do any any fighting at all? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Are you watching the UFC cards lately? Uh, I did not. I know that yesterday there was a, or was it two days ago? There was all those big fights. Yeah, yeah, on Saturday. And no, it's, it's a good way to keep my fitness up and just how often are you working out stress reliever every day no days off especially, yeah no days off especially with everything that's going on it's it kind of gives you something to look forward to so know? as a chef are you like uh meal planning that's what kind of people would expect you to do are you meal planning are you kind of freestyle every day what's like your diet uh, I'm actually meal planning for a couple people right now to kind of bring in a little extra revenue. Uh-huh. But for myself, it's I don't like prep out two, three days. I'll kind of buy some food and cook it as I go, but it's usually pretty Planned pretty out. recommended. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice, man. Well, dude, that's all I got for you, man. I don't know if you want to give any shout outs or anything like that to anybody. Um, uh, dude, thank you so much for your time. I yeah, appreciate yeah. you. Um, we have oh, so part of Stove Monkeys, man, is every month we have what's called the Stove Monkey of the Month. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in 2010, this shirt was made by uh, Matthew Kirkley. By so, who? Matthew Kirkley, right? Kirkley, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a L two O. Yeah. Yeah. So he made uh, a stove monkey shirt. Uh, 
So welcome, dude. You were part of the club. You are now an official member of the Stove. When do I get my shirt? Well, that's later on the road, but we'll we'll collab <laughs> on something, dude. We'll get you something tight, man. So uh, you'll you'll have to wear that shirt now every time you interview somebody. Yeah, well, it'll be your sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. All right, bro. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, dude. All right. Take care. Have a good day. Likewise, man. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, so there you have it. Harrison Tyrone.